Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. (laughs) <laughs> Damn it, for three. Bang, oh! Somebody tell him he's a rookie. Everybody to a brand new episode of Believe in Clippers. I'm your host Jesse Cass, and very happy to have you here for a brand new episode here on the Believe Podcast Network. The LA Clippers in the middle of their six-game road trip. We're going to break it down here on this episode of Believe in Clippers. But before we do, I want to let you know that if you found this show, you know you can find us wherever podcasts are available: Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, whatever you need. We're all over the place, all over the map, and also on Believe.com, where you can find. The entire show page and content for any other show on the platform as well. So, as we said, happy to have you here. The Clippers, 18-7 and seven as we record this one right now. Good for second in the West, and all things considered, not too bad for the Clippers who have dealt with a plethora of injuries, a lot of load management games, which counts in the injury category as well for Kawhi Leonard. But and last week, we talked about the early struggles for the Clippers on the road, Granted, as we mentioned, a lot of those games were without either PG or Kawhi. Not really indicative of what we can fully expect from them on the road this season. To this point, now with these three games calculated in, they're 5-6 and six on the road and, of course, 13-1 and one at home. But a lot to dissect from the Clippers in the beginning of this road trip. If you were with us last week, we talked about the great home record, 13-1 and one there, and how they came off a very nice win against the Portland Trailblazers, a 20-point kind of runaway win in the second half of that ball game and leading that in to this road trip. And, you know, there was that big game circled at the start of the road trip, Clippers against the Bucks. Of course, these two teams already played each other back in Los Angeles, but that was without Kawhi Leonard and without Paul George. So clearly a different set of circumstances here with both of those players on the floor and the Clippers having a couple of days to prepare for this ball game. So with all of that taken into consideration, you would think 
the Clippers would have one of their stronger efforts coming out of the gate, especially first game of the road trip, as we said. First time that Kawhi and Paul George have really gotten to practice together. And Clippers having played their last game on a Tuesday, not playing the Bucks until a Friday. So two full days in between to get prepared for kind of a big showdown with the Milwaukee Bucks. And with all that said, it was arguably the worst performance of the year for the Clippers. And just a little bit puzzling from all the factors we said going into the ball game. And we already talked about the fact that the Clippers had a tough luck loss to the Bucks earlier in the year. That was without a couple of their star players. You knew the Bucks would be motivated to prove they could get it done when the Clippers were at least closer to full strength. We know Shamit was still out. Jermichael Green's absence was noticeable. Rodney Magruder's still out. So there are key pieces missing for the Clippers, but they've been able to overcome that against other quality opponents, and that was simply not the case at all in the game against the Bucks. They got blown out 119-91. to and listen, the Bucks are clearly a great team, 20-3 and three as we record this right now. They have arguably one of the best, if not the best, player in the game in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And they have great complementary pieces around him. Chris Middleton, of course, is kind of that second-tier star. You've got other very good players who fit the role well, shoot the ball well, move the ball well. But there is no way that the Bucks should have run the Clippers out like they did. And we know it's early. It's still early December. This game obviously won't mean anything when we go later into the season and into the playoffs, and we know playoff basketball is much different than regular season basketball. There's nothing to overreact about in that way, but it doesn't mean you can't be disappointed in this result from the Clippers. And you look at that game, of course Giannis did what you would expect him to do, you know, big-time game, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists. Those are all actually below his season averages, if you can believe that, although he did it in just 26 minutes. But it wasn't necessarily Giannis that was the full problem for the Clippers. Of course, he's going to draw the attention. He's going to be a big factor. But the Clippers really suffered their worst runs against the Bucks when Giannis wasn't on the floor. And it was very, very puzzling. And the Bucks do have a good bench. They have very solid players. But the way they were just breaking down the Clippers' defense was honestly bizarre. You know, a lot of these lineups that crushed the Clippers were ones that you would not expect at all. You know, George Hill has had a good season, uh, and he's had good games, especially against the Clippers, most notably the one in Los Angeles. He only had six points in this one, but the lineups that really crushed the Clippers were bench lineups or secondary lineups with George Hill, Wes Matthews was huge, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connington, and then Ersan Ilyasova. And you can't always put all of your stock into plus-minus numbers, but Connington was a plus-35, Ilyasova was a plus-24, Wes Matthews was a plus-18, and those were really the lineups where the lead was pushed from, you know, the 7 to 8 range up into double figures and then over 20 and eventually over 30 when this thing got out of hand. But as we said, it was just simply bizarre. Lineups with primarily those bench guys that we just mentioned on the floor, all of them good in specific roles and solid players, don't want to disrespect them at all. Good shooters, as we said, they can move the ball, they hustle and play well. But Clippers were just couldn't stay in front of anyone. And you're talking about... You know, a mid-30s Wes Matthews who's had an Achilles surgery. You're talking about an older George Hill. Of course, Connington, DiVincenzo are young and have some bounce, but it w- they couldn't stay in front of any one of these guys getting blown by on the dribble constantly by all of these guys who, as I said, you should not be getting blown by on the dribble by, giving up open threes, open layups. Really, everything that could go wrong in that game did go wrong. So for the Clippers, we said really a shameful effort for them for what they can be and what we know they are 
uh, and one that in early December, luckily, you can kind of wipe away and just forget about, take the good things that came from that game, however few they may have been, and learn from all the bad things and go forward and try not to let it happen as often again. Of course, throughout a long 82-game season, you're going to have your duds, but knowing the circumstance, knowing who you're playing, having time to prepare, it was a disappointing effort. Uh, No way to sugarcoat it other than that. And the Clippers, it was a bad way to start off the road trip and certainly not what you would want from that Clippers team. But as we said, it's just the beginning of the road trip, a bad start, but the Clippers since have responded well and have won their next two games on the road. So let's get into those a little bit as well. They got their second matchup of the year with the Washington Wizards. The Wizards, of course, were one of those two teams earlier in the year that the Clippers hung 150 points on. Wizards, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, but they are one of the top five offensive teams in the league, and they again put the Clippers to the test. They put up 119 points this time. Clippers were able to run away with the win late, 135 to 119, and this was more of the performance that we're accustomed to from at least the Clippers' frontline players. Paul George, 27 points. Kawhi Leonard led the way with 34, along with 11 boards. Montrez Harrell has been out of his mind. He's been absolutely incredible. No real surprise. We've talked about it on the show before, but just continuing to improve and showing off more and more out of the repertoire every single game. He's consistently developing off the dribble moves, most notably the crossover dribble where he just leaves other big men flat-footed and in the dust where he attacks the rim with ferocity for two-hand dunks. Another 20-point outing for him. And then Lou Williams, who's actually been in a little bit of a slump. He didn't play too badly against Washington. had 18 points and six assists, but his shot has been a little bit off. I don't think there's any cause for concern with Lou. He'll get it back as scoring is as normal to Lou as breathing is. So no need to worry about Lou, despite a couple of off-shooting nights. He's been really good all season long, and he'll continue to be as the Clippers roll along throughout the year. But they got that win against Washington to kind of wipe away the stench of that Milwaukee game. Of course, the level of opponent a little bit different there, but still, you got to win and got to beat who's in front of you on the schedule. Clippers did that in the game against Washington, and then that really led into the more impressive of the two wins. Second night of a back-to-back against the Indiana Pacers on the road without Kawhi Leonard, and again, without some other key reserves in the lineup for the Clippers. Patrick Patterson, who I didn't even mention before, also missed some time for the Clippers. He came back, but Jermichael Green, Landry Shamit, Rodney Magruder, all still out of the lineup for the Clippers. Uh, So they've had to turn to some unlikely faces to help them out, and in that Washington game and in the Indiana game, Derek Walton Jr. providing his worth off the bench, the last man on the roster, making plays for the Clippers, diving on the floor, making a couple of big three-point shots, making a couple of big layups, and just providing energy out of that backup guard spot where the Clippers have had a lot of inconsistency due to those injuries, of course, with Shamit and Magruder out of the lineup. But we talked about it a week ago with Jerome Robinson's up-and-down play, primarily with his outside and perimeter shot. Uh, Terrence Mann, a rookie, still kind of learning the ropes. He's had some nice performances, but... Still, his shot needs some work as well in some other areas of his game. So, opened up the opportunity for Derek Walton. And while his numbers don't jump off the page, as we said, seven points in the game against Washington, just three in the game against Indiana, but still valuable minutes where you make an open shot when you need to, you provide good defense, and you're able to help the team win a game, win a couple of games uh, in some tough environments. So, a lot of credit to Derek Walton Jr. for staying ready and being able to contribute 
when called upon. You know, obviously his role is not going to be a huge one going forward for the team, but if he continues to play well and give the team a spark in his minutes, he could carve out a little bit of a role for himself on this club. So it's a good sign for him and kind of a wake-up call to some of the other guys who are battling for those minutes. Now, we've still seen Jerome Robinson get time on the floor. As we said, his defense has been solid. He's been able to create with ball handling and breaking down the defense pretty nicely for the ball club. But his shot, which is honestly supposed to be one of the stronger suits of his game, and you look at his shooting stroke, it looks great. Uh, But something is clearly not there confidence-wise. Maybe he's aiming the ball. But Jerome Robinson's outside shot is just getting worse and worse. And we talked last week, I believe he was shooting around 32% from three-point range. That number is down to 27.5. It feels like he hasn't made an outside shot in about 10 games. Now, obviously, that's incorrect. He's made a few. But all these looks that he's getting, primarily he's on the court with the second unit, with Lou and Montrez. But even with that said, he's getting a lot of open looks. He's playing minutes with PG and Kawhi as well. And all of his looks, for the most part, have been really good ones. So you want him to take those shots. But for Jerome, who we've talked about it before, a lottery pick, someone that has a lot of talent and a lot of ability, he's got to put it together. He's not a guy who came straight out of high school. He played three years of college. He should be ready at this moment to contribute. And he's got a big chance here with Landry Shamit missing 15 games to really establish himself, which I don't feel like he's quite done. And Shamit will be back soon. And Magruder, you know, we still can't write a young player off and you need to let him learn the ropes and take his lumps but for Jerome Robinson obviously on the shooting side of things that has to improve drastically for him to earn his time on the floor and hopefully Jerome can do that because he's a great guy he's a talented player uh, but it's something where he's got to start delivering for the Clippers he's not one of their top key guys but for the Clippers when other teams are doubling the star players and taking the ball out of their hands these are the type of players that are going to have to make shots and make plays at certain key junctures of games. So for Jerome, I think that'll be very important going forward, or he'll end up losing his minutes to guys like Derek Walton Jr. and, of course, Shamit and Magruder when they come back. So hopefully that can improve for Jerome as the Clippers go forward. But as we said, the Clippers did get a nice win on the second out of a back-to-back against Indiana. Let's take you through that in just a moment. But first, a word from Eight Sleep. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. And I know personally, as someone who travels a lot, calling basketball games, that's not always the case. It's tough to do. One of sleep's biggest problems? Temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the pod by Eight Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading researchers after tracking 43 million, that's a lot, 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. 
E-I-G-H-T-Sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. So as we said, the Clippers got a win against the Indiana Pacers in that second night of a back-to-back after that Washington Wizards game. Let's take you through it a little bit. The Clippers won 110-99. to And again, no Kawhi on the second night of a back-to-back. Still no Landry Shamit. Still no Rodney Magruder. Still no Jermichael Green. And in this game, none of them are really needed because Paul George went crazy. Paul George with 36 points on 10 of 26 shootings, so not his highest percentage, but 7 of 16 from downtown. Nine rebounds, five assists, and in particular, in the third quarter, he had 13 of the 36 when the Clippers really broke the game open. They ended up leading by as much as 24. Indiana did make a run late to close to within seven, but the Clippers had built enough of a cushion to hold them off and get the victory, and it was a great performance by Paul George, and it's just incredible to see his game up close every single night with the Clippers, and it's something that you can't fully appreciate until you see it often, but as great as Kawhi Leonard is in his game, where it's more robotic and systematic, Paul George is just smooth and free-flowing, and it's unbelievable to watch when he gets going. He can score in a variety of ways, and his jumper and his game is just like butter. It's unbelievable that when he gets going, he had a couple of step-back threes where he left T.J. Warren kind of broken down on the play. He had a couple of great spin moves to the basket, buckets in traffic, getting to the free-throw line, hitting three-pointers, and his three-point shot has been tremendous. Now, maybe he's taking one or two too many a game, but that's a problem that you love to have, especially in today's modern NBA. You need guys that can take and make the three, and you don't complain about 16 attempts when he makes seven. Paul George is shooting 42% from downtown on the year, so the more the better right now for Paul George and that ability to stretch the floor, create more offense for the Clippers, who seems like a long time ago now. But their offense really struggled and had some ugly games early in the season when they weren't at full strength. But now with Paul George in the lineup and his ability to consistently stretch the floor and knock down threes, that has opened up the floor for so many other players. And of course, especially when he and Kawhi share the floor, has improved Patrick Beverly's three-point percentage drastically. Other players on the floor, more freedom and opportunity to score on easier looks. It's made everyone better. Uh, And you think about the fact that This has all come without Landry Shamit, who's arguably the team's best three-point shooter. Maybe Paul George has a claim to that now, but Shamit's in that discussion as well. Just another weapon who's going to really push this offense into overdrive. So with it said, they were able to get it done without the handful of players that were not in that ballgame. And Paul George really carried the way with that 36 points. And again, Montrez Harrell, he's making a case not only for challenging the underground goat, Lou Williams, for sixth man of the year in that throne. But Montrez is legitimate all-star right now, and it's still early in the year. But Montrez Harrell, 26 points and eight rebounds again. He's got over 20 now 10 times in the season off the bench. He's doing it in a little under 30 minutes per ball game. Montrez Harrell is just unbelievable. You can't sing his praises enough, and he was monstrous again. When you look at some of the other contributors in the win, Lou Williams was just 2 of 19. This was the game the Clippers had in hand and in control for much of it. We mentioned they led by 24 in the second half, and that was with Lou really struggling. Mo Harkless, 8 points and 14 rebounds, including a big putback late in the game to seal it. Evita Zubats, as always this season, 
very effective in his minutes. 21 minutes, 13 rebounds, or 13 points rather, 8 rebounds in a block shot. And then you throw in the contributions of some others, most notably Patrick Beverly, 11 points, 12 rebounds, and 5 assists, and a big 3-pointer in the ballgame as well. So it was a really nice win for the Clippers. Quality opponent in Indiana, who's 15-8 and eight going into that ballgame. They're also 7-2 and two at home. And then you throw in the factor of Paul George getting mercilessly booed by the Indiana home crowd yet again. And I guess not surprising for Paul. He probably knew that going in. But I think for a lot of people around the Clippers, I know for myself it was a little surprising. For Doc Rivers, he said he was shocked. Uh, some other Clipper media members were saying the same thing as well. That Oh yeah, I, I guess the Indiana Pacer fans would still be mad that Paul George forced his way out of Indiana. But... You know, con- contrasting to some of the other recent force outs in recent years, at least Paul George did it a few years before he was a free agent. He let them know they got a good haul back in Victor Oladipo and Devonta Sabonis. He didn't hold the team hostage like we saw last year with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. So don't think that there would be such animosity three years removed, but is what it is. It clearly motivated Paul George even more and helped the Clippers pull away with that win with George dropping 36 points on his former club and putting the Clippers to 18-7. and seven. And as we said, that's good for second in the West right now. And all things considered, that's a great place to be for this team. When you talk about, of course, Paul George missing the first 11 games of the year. Shaman has missed 15. Kawhi Leonard has missed 7. And then you throw in Magruder and Joanko Green and everyone else who has missed some time in some form or fashion this year. Second seed in the West, which is always loaded great sign for the Clippers and as long as they can continue to build and show this progress on the road which has really been one of the main question marks so far in the season I think a lot to look forward to and a lot to be happy about with this Clippers team as they get ready for another reunion game one that'll be probably a little more emotional a little more positive with Kawhi Leonard returning to Toronto where he'll get his championship ring uh, have a ceremony for him there and then the Clippers will try again against another Eastern Conference opponent like they did with Washington and like they didn't do with Milwaukee to get them for the second time this year. Clippers, of course, got the two wins against Washington. They had the one win earlier in the year against Toronto. Very tough, hard-fought game. That was without Paul George. So we'll see if having Paul George and Kawhi together will make a big difference in this matchup against a very frisky, very tough Toronto basketball team in a matchup that I'm really excited to see. Toronto is 16-7 and on the year. They've come back down to earth a little bit since the Clippers last saw them having some tough games where they just barely squeaked out a win against Chicago. But they'll be fired up. We know the crowd is going to be wild in that ball game. There'll be a lot of emotion in that game. We'll see You know, if there's anyone immune to emotion. It's Kawhi Leonard. We'll see how the rest of his teammates react. And most notably, what I'm excited to see is, is how Toronto defends the Clippers after so aggressively double-teaming and trapping Kawhi Leonard at every possible turn in the first matchup. How'd they go about it when the Clippers have, of course, another dynamic superstar on the floor, this time with Kawhi and Paul George? Can they still double Kawhi? If they do, will the Clippers make them pay drastically? And will the Clippers have the energy that we expected them to have against Milwaukee? Will they bring that in this matchup to Toronto and take the fight to them? That'll be really important to see for the Clippers. You still have the second half of this road trip to go, this Toronto game, the Minnesota game, and then Chicago before returning back home for a couple of games 
before heading back out on the road after that again. So big matchup with Kawhi coming back to Toronto. I do think personally that it's going to be a rousing standing ovation for Kawhi. I don't think it'll be like anything we saw in Indiana. So I think that'll be a really nice moment for him. And hopefully that only brings him the extra motivation, not that he needs it, but the extra motivation to perform well and get one more win in the Air Canada Center just to get it for nostalgia's purpose. Get another win for Kawhi in the Air Canada Center and get one for the Clippers to continue building success on the road as they try to continue to improve as the season goes on. But we'll look forward to that ball game and we'll look forward to a lot more in the Clippers season and here on the Believe in Clippers podcast. It's an exciting time for sports. Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50-1 to to begin the season and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then on the 14th, we have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championship fights, all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go, my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. MyBookie has lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. So that's going to do it for this week's episode of Believe in Clippers. As we mentioned, the Clippers have three games upcoming to end their six-game road trip. Wednesday, the day this podcast goes up, be a 4 p.m. Pacific tip-off where Kawhi Leonard returns to Toronto. Then they go to Minnesota on Friday for a 6.30 game. Both of those games are ESPN games. But that means you, of course, can still get them on the local feed with Brian Seaman and Chauncey Billups. And then Saturday, 5 p.m., where the Clippers take on the Chicago Bulls. That'll be the second game of a back-to-back. So likely one of those two games, Minnesota and Chicago, will see Kawhi with that injury load management for the knee uh, once again. So we'll see if the Clippers can overcome that in one of those ball games before they return home on Tuesday the 17th. So with all that said, if you enjoy the Believe in Clippers podcast, now you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. We really appreciate all of your ratings and reviews. Know that you can follow along on any other podcast platform, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeart. And you can also follow us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on any of your favorite social media handles. So as the Clippers keep rolling, we'll keep rolling along with this podcast as well. We still have a co-host waiting in the wings who will join us in the upcoming weeks and we'll fill you in with some more great guests who are going to appear on the show as well. So be sure to tune in to Believe.com to learn about all that information. And also follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass for any updates on this show as well. So with that said, thanks again for tuning in here on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll talk to you again next week when the Clippers wrap up the final three games of their six-game road trip. And we'll be ready to be back with you then to break it all down. You're in the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips!
Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.